0: Have you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, Batman, coming up next. And welcome back to Nerd is the New Cool. I'm Justin, as always. I'm joined today by my good friend, Pascal Gonzalez. How's it going? And another great friend, Mr. John Watka. Afternoon. We are going to nerd the F out on all things Batman, pretty much in celebration of the most recent movie that came out, The Batman. Before we get into it, I want to really quickly throw a disclaimer out there. If you have not seen The Batman, this is going to be a spoiler episode. So pause, go watch The Batman, and then unpause. That way you're not mad at us. Is that fair? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Okay, all right. So before we kind of get into the movies, question for everyone. Waka, what was your first experience with Batman?
1: In general, any Batman. I, I think just in general, probably some, some toys and a few things in the 80s, but primarily the 1989 Tim Burton explosion of Batman into the popular consciousness. Yeah. Pascal, what about you? <laughs>
2: Mine was a little different. Mine was the Adam West uh, show with Batman and Robin. Um Really loved it, but uh, a little twist, I, I, I heard it and watched it in Spanish. So, yeah, seeing those uh, voices change was was kind of a, a mind-blowing experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, our, for those of you who don't know Pascal, he is from Peru, and so he had a little bit different uh, experience with some of these pop culture things. So mine is 89 Batman as well. But, Pascal, before we started, you were kind of talking a little bit about like the, the how, how was the Batman, or Batman, the 89 movie, how was that kind of... How did that come? Come? How did you learn to learn about it when you were back in Peru?
2: Yeah, I mean, much much like in the U.S., just a little later. You know, growing up in Peru in the 80s, um, we usually received movies in theaters uh, a year or a year and a half late. Uh, you know, just waiting for the actual hardware to come up hmm. and or come down, and they actually watched it. So, so I got to see some some movies. You know, that others in my age group probably didn't in theaters. Uh, some like the, some of the Star Wars movies and uh, and whatnot, Terminator, for instance. But uh, but yeah, Batman was huge. I mean, it was uh, it was publicized real well. I thought uh, it was definitely uh, it had a, a big popular release date and everything like that uh, in major theaters down there. So so much like you all experienced just a year later.
0: Okay, so more '90s then. Yeah. <laughs> so before we can get into talking about the films, which is what we're going to do, we need to talk a little bit about his background in the comics. So Batman is a supervillain, or sorry, he's a superhero who appears in American comics published by DC Comics. Waka, tell us a little bit about, there's some controversy about Batman's origin.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, he was, now when you read about the creation of Batman, you see the credit to Bob Kane and Bill Finger, but the, the Bill Finger name didn't really get added until the 80s. And during that time, from basically the Detective Comics 27 in 1939, which was his first debut, Bob Kane had sole credit for the design and the uh, creation of the Batman name, even though, as it turns out in many ways through the comic industry, he gave ideas but didn't necessarily develop or draw. what. When when you think of Batman and the picture comes into your head, it's not something that Bob Kane himself actually came up with, and that goes to... uh, a guy named Bill Finger, who was his co creator, and Finger created more or less the Joker and the ideas of Robin. But because he didn't have his name attached to it, he didn't receive the royalties. And while Bob Kane grew massively rich over several decades of, of sales and royalties and whatnot, uh, Bob Finger died in. Basically, an alcoholic in his fifties, and was like buried in an unmarked grave in a field. Like <laughs> some fucking dark shit. And, and, and it wasn't until the eighties when Kane did an, an, an interview and basically admitted that fifty to seventy-five percent of the ideas behind Batman should be attributed to, to to Bill Finger and Jerry Robinson was another artist who, by the nineteen forties. Kane was not even doing much of the drawing. He was doing the basic sketches for what he wanted for a cover, and then somebody else was coming in and inking over it and basically creating what, what you saw mm-hmm. on the stand was created by somebody else, but it had Bob Kane Kane's name on it.
0: So since then, though, Finger has been given credit. Now he's attached to the films especially, and his estate's now getting some royalties, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and you know, it's, it's one of those lessons that you learn, like the you know, <clears throat> Batman and Superman are the number one well, Superman's the number one most-selling comic, and that sold 600 million issues, and Batman's number two with, like, 500 million. And uh, the creators of Superman sold their creation to DC for, like, $100 and did not receive any royalties until the movies came out, and Warner Brothers was forced through public consensus to finally reward the creators with, a like, a, <laughs> a stipend, a monthly salary or retirement package. And Kane, right off the bat, was you know, had his name down because he had a family member who was in the publication industry and they went to D.C. and said, if you want to buy our creation, then Bob Kane gets sole credit. And so he, he that was, was that. he was he uh, was he was savvy. Yeah. I mean, business is business. But right. at the same time, you, you know, when somebody else is doing the drawings for you, as I was saying to Pascal earlier, it's you're. You're stealing other artists' credit. And- I, well,
0: I didn't say he had integrity. He had said savviness.
1: <laughs> savviness and, yes, they don't always go together.
0: Yeah. Pascal, tell us about – so that's kind of a little bit about the comic book origin. Tell us about the character, the origin of, of Batman himself.
2: Right, right. Uh, in the DC uh, Universe continuity, Batman is an alias of uh, Bruce Wayne, who's a wealthy American playboy, philanthropist, and industrialist who resides in the uh, uh, make-believe city of Gotham City. Um and unless you've been hiding under the rock over the last 20 years, uh, Batman's uh, original story, uh, he originated from uh, or features him swearing vengeance against the criminals uh, that he witnessed murder his, his mom and dad, uh, Martha and Thomas Wayne. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's
0: the uh, nutshell back around story. Right, and so Batman's popularity wasn't really that... wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't well-received, just wasn't popular right off the bat,
1: right? So what happened, Waka? Well, it was um, when he was in Detective Comics... Batman wasn't the superhero we think of. Uh, Kane and Finger were both pulp comic artists and writers, and the pulp side was more adult-oriented, and it was darker and grittier, and so you you had a character that was a detective, like, you know, detective hard-boiled dark, er, noir, noir books and stuff like that from the era, and he would uh, go around and, you know, kill people, and he'd defend himself, and he was... A vigilante detective. He wasn't some noble guy in pursuit of you know truth and and justice and whatnot.
0: Yeah, well, I'd say during the time too, like that's obviously makes sense that that wasn't super well received in the the forties, right? And
1: and so he sold medium, you know, so and so well, and then they came up with the idea of Robin, and that was a year later. Robin debuted, and uh, their sales immediately doubled, and it was just kind of that. Okay, we have something that's popular with the younger boy sets. It it really changed comics in many ways because everybody wanted to have the the young sidekick superhero tagging along with the the main character afterwards and you know Robin really started that uh, that, that change in the industry. And it also altered how Batman approached things and he became I don't want to say neutered, but he it <laughs> became more kid friendly in many ways. And yeah. he became a superhero with nobler nobler intentions. So
0: there've been a lot of Uh, peaks and valleys with this character right so besides just the comic perspective what about live action so kind of tell us a little bit about that again walk out like where where we've gone how do we get to finally having feature-length films in the late i mean there was one before that but
1: definitely in the late 80s uh well the on the basically it was a famed comic artist and writer frank miller who you know from sin city and he wrote robocop 2 and he's been in hollywood in the industry for a while but he came out with the dark knight returns in 1986 and batman year one in 1987 through dc comics and those were the first kind of real what, what we think of as a realistic dark and gritty batman that had a, another monumental change on the industry and the whole industry started to take on this darker tone with all their characters too and it, it really changed the look and the feel of uh, how batman was perceived
0: it's pretty much like how a lot of the movies are are being released nowadays he even had uh, crossovers with the predator and the alien let's not forget about that yeah
1: I mean, he needs <laughs> it's a comic book character he's done every, like he's gone into space and he's gone to the jungle <laughs> and fought gorillas and it's, yeah. there there were some ridiculously stupid things that yeah. he did yeah not just
0: gorilla yeah. Grodd. like uh, like like hundreds of gorillas at one time it was uh pascal good I'm Pascal, what are some of his skills and abilities? Okay, um, so whether you know or not, uh, Batman is uh, considered to be the most intelligent
2: character in the DC world, so he is genius-level intellect. Um, expert detective, we just talked about that, kind of his background, uh, that kind of ties in with his intellect, but also his abilities to you know use the, that intellect in order to decipher clues and, and uh, solve mysteries and crimes. Uh, skilled martial artist, so obviously hand-to-hand, a lot of that pow and wham that, that we see from, from the 80s. <laughs> uh, that we all know and love uh, from back in the day, and then he also has uh, a litany of uh, high-tech equipment and weapons that, that he has either developed or acquired and uh, kind of adapted to his uh, to his needs.
0: Yeah, he's not what they call powered, except for genius-level intellect and uber-rich.
1: But he, he also not to sell him short. But he when you think of him, he's like the. Human embodiment of perfection, like he Olympic quality athlete, and this guy trains, and all he did was devote his life to this. And so, he, he's not a superpowered superhero, but yeah, he's really stubborn, is all you're saying, <laughs> <laughs> or dedicated. Well, I mean, but he's not mutated. They're, they're, or, you, yeah. you think of it, you're thinking like a, you think of him as like a professional football player or a high, like a professional boxer, right. and A highly toned, honed athlete that half a percent of the population of the world manages to end up in and so he is supposed to be the the you know, embodiment of the perfect human in many ways yeah so john walker actually has has a man crush on on bruce wayne that's this that's the bruce lee <laughs> i do too but bruce lee is kind of similar you know it's people who pr- perfect themselves that's and right that's was that was a big appeal of the character was that he was human he was not superman and he couldn't fly and he couldn't do all this stuff but he trained himself and
0: there have been a lot of adaptations of Batman and appearances. And so today we're going to talk about live action film, but a few other things that, that he's, been, he's, he's been involved with. First of all, there's a, just a ton of animated films, especially now that, that HBO Max is involved with DC. They just keep popping them out, seems like, every couple of months. There's the Batman the Animated Series. There's the Lego Batman movie. Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was actually a theatrical release of a film. They have a show right now, currently on, on on HBO Max called Titans. There was also a show on WB, and also uh, well, two shows on WB: Gotham and Batwoman. And then there is a more recent show dealing with Batman's Butler, but it's actually about Pennyworth. It's called Pennyworth, kind of an origin story of him. So, of all these I mentioned, which one of these do you think like really stands out, or are there some well, I maybe
1: forgot? You're forgetting uh, Super Friends. Let's, forget, let's not forget <laughs> hey, Super Friends. Uh, I don't
0: right. want to mention his his yeah. cameo appearances
2: on Teen Titans Go was was pretty brilliant. So yeah. there's that as well.
1: Okay, but but just the Hanna Barbera era, 1970s Super Friends variety hour, and that's your favorite? You know, no, not at all. I'm just saying that you oh, can't forget. For, it. He, he's just been an, on since the TV yeah. show and the explosion of popularity. Like he's just been kind of everywhere. And then there's also Batman Beyond, which was Batman set in the future where a younger kid takes up the mantle, but Bruce Wayne is still part of it. Was that a, a mentor? Animated too? Yeah. Yeah. That was animated. It's okay. yeah. a pretty
0: neat show. I listen, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, if you haven't watched Titans, I really suggest you watching it. He does make an appearance, he's in it. Spoiler, sorry. This is a whole episode of spoiler, but it's more about Nightwing and, and that group. Uh-huh. And it's I, I it's it's again just like everything else nowadays, it's kind of a grittier look on it. But I but I really do appreciate it. And then going old school, Batman the Mask of the Phantasm is definitely one you should
1: certainly watch if you're into Batman. Well, and, and that's just a, a continuation of the animated series, which if you were to say what is the best non-film version, I would argue that oh yeah, the an, animated to... series is probably up there with Absolutely. all animated series yeah. of all comic books. And it really, well, yeah, really and... defined it through the 90s and how we think of it and the music and the Mark Hamill as the Joker and mm-hmm. it was just a very quality, uh, quality show. Yep.
0: All right, so now to what we're here to really discuss and that is all batman films yeah live action films so we're going to break this down in some categories let's first of all talk about our nominees and we've kind of grouped this into certain types of batman live action because it's well we don't need to talk about every single movie individually but we kind of grouped them so the first group is well it's the adam west batman the movie and this is well i think most people know this was inspired from the tv show that came out in the i believe early 60s and the movie itself debuted July 30th, 1966. Pascal, what your, what do you remember most about this one?
2: Again, just very vaguely. I mean, I, I kind of, it kind of melds with the show, uh, which I watched later on in the 80s uh, when they, I guess, reintroduced they, they reintroduced it with color, which was kind of cool, right? Because it originally was black and white, from what I understand. That uh, was it? Yeah, I believe so, but you I, I can't, I can't say for sure. But uh, I mean, at my age, at that time, based on what was out um in the 80s i really appreciate it i mean it was definitely a contrast to the normal stuff i grew up with which was the the team knight rider airwolf uh manimal a lesser known show from the 80s but but um certainly gave it a more uh more upbeat and then kind of a throwback to you know comics because you know back then i was also into comics so um yeah I, I thought it was i thought it was it was decent i didn't eat it up as much as i did like the animated series in the 90s and whatnot
1: uh, or some of the later films, but uh, for its time, for sure, it was it was definitely great. But, but for, for the record, the the show debuted in January of '66, and the movie was like July of '66. Oh wow! it was only okay. six months between the the, the, the the show starting and then the, the whole movie coming out. Well, they were they were thinking it's going to be a success, well, and it, let's use this to launch the show. Probably it was a popular TV show, and it uh, it a lot of the characters that we think of today, like the Riddler and. the... the Marquee the, characters, marquee sure. characters, were really uh, came into their own because of the TV show, and it increased their popularity across the board.
0: So our next section is Batman and Batman Returns. We're gonna we're gonna call these the Tim Burton Batmans. Uh, this, will just call them Tim Burton. We need to go into the summary. They they came out in 1989, 1992. So Watka, what do you what do you think of the most when, you, when I when I mentioned Tim Burton Batman?
1: The music. having a I'm a big score guy and I think the the soundtrack and the score is pretty because the whole movie opens up with the outlining of the Batman and the snow and the dark and you just have that theme in the background and then the symbol appears and that really that motif defined Batman probably for a good 10 or 15 years until Mm -hmm. the Dark Knight came out in many ways
0: yeah (laughs) right. well then then we kind of we took a left turn here it's not the Dark Knight
1: right we take a left turn here
0: from the the Tim Burton Batmans into the same. It's pretty much the same like time frame. It's the same. It's supposed to be the same Batman, but now we have different actors doing it. And that's Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. And these these are basically the Schumacher Batmans, we'll call them. Um, and they came out in 1995 and 1997. Pascal, what do you remember most about? either of those
2: movies. I really appreciate you giving me this category after giving John some of my favorite Batmans. Thank you. Can we go back and talk
0: more We're going to go back and talk about it. This is just initial thoughts. Okay, Okay, I'm sorry. Literally, I I want a (laughs) sentence out of you. We don't don't need a dissertation. One sentence here. We're coming back to all these movies. I thought we were discussing
2: it. Overdone, overcasted, You know, fluff for story. went from the best Batman to the worst Batman. Bat-nipples.
0: I was going to say, that's what I remember, are nipples. (laughs) Yeah, uh, just terrible. Absolutely terrible.
1: Elaborate cod pieces. (laughs) Right. Close-ups of them, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So then we've got the the Nolan trilogy, and that's Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. They came out in 2005, 2008. And 2012. I'm going to go back to you, Pascal. Two in a row. Okay. Good what good. do you think of when I say Nolan trilogy?
2: Well, it's a redemption. That's my, in one word, redemption of the Batman character. I think uh, I, I don't think that these movies represent the best Batman, and not in my eyes, anyway, personally. But um, but certainly back to the the darker, you know, less hokey,
0: uh, more more thought to the
2: storyline. Yeah.
0: Okay. Then now we're jumping into the DCEU. These are Batman vs Superman and the Justice League, and it's just their new take. Those came out in 2016 and 2017. I also had to put on their 2021, which is technically when
1: um, the Snyder
0: Cut, cut yeah. came out. So, Waka, I, this is a very deep question. But let's keep it short, all right? Just what are your initial
1: thoughts when I when I say you know, uh, wasted opportunity? Snyder. Okay, all right. You can elaborate. Well, yeah. I, the DC saw what Marvel was doing with their avengers and 10 years of world building and they said we need to do this but they gave them six months to to catch up and it was just everything was shoehorned and crammed in it's like okay this is an inferior product
0: yep right okay and the most recent one march 4th 2022 this year it's called the batman here's the summary when the riddler a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in gotham batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement so I do want to take a real quick second to just kind of again, this is this this isn't just about the Batman. This podcast it's about all of them and comparing. But it's worth talking about just for a second. When you came out of the theater, Pascal, what were you what were you thinking? I know you were texting us. Yeah, thoughts.
2: Yeah, I, I was I was really mind blown. Um, actually, there, there's uh, you know, and we'll go into the categories later on. But but it definitely took best of in, in a lot of the categories for me. Um, I, I didn't feel like it's a three hour movie personally. Uh. A, a, a perfect litmus test was my daughter, who hates going to movies because her attention span does not go to two hours. And she was telling me how much she loved the, the detective side of the house and how he was solving crimes. And and she was telling me how much she loved the movie after three hours. And so I, I knew, um, you know, this is definitely something something different. And I uh, I I appreciated it. It's, it's the best way I can say I appreciated the the making of the Batman. And I had my I had my reservations going in. I I did not have high expectations for it.
0: Waka, you had a slightly different perspective coming out of the Batman?
1: I was not to say I wasn't impressed by it. There, yeah. There's always good things, but uh, I was a little underwhelmed. I thought it was 30 minutes too long, and uh, it was just, uh, I'd I, I say I liked the Batman, but I didn't really like the Riddler all that much as, as, as a primary villain, and I thought it was a, a kind of wasted opportunity, but that's just me.
0: Yeah. No, I think there were definitely some really amazing parts to this movie, but it did seem to... Go on. It definitely had about six different endings. Um, more on that later. Okay, let's get into our next category. So this category is the Tarantino Award for Writing. So which writer do we think impressed us the most with these set of films? So I've got this broken down. Let's first of all we got the uh, the Adam West one. It was written by Lorenzo Semple Junior. He also wrote the T V show, basically. And oh, by the way, wrote some of Flash Gordon too. Don't forget about the TV show Flash Gordon. The
1: the nineteen thirties one or a uh, later? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, I think
0: it was the, yeah, the 30s mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you know what? It actually may have been the Flash Gordon the movie. Sorry. Okay. Flash so Gordon 80s. the movie. 80s one, yeah. Then we've got, again, Tip Burton, the writers uh, for Batman and Batman Returns. Sam Hamm wrote both of them. but We also threw in there Warren Skarin, who wrote Beetlejuice and the first Batman, and also Beverly Hills, uh, Cop 2, and Top Gun, pretty good writing credits there and Daniel Waters who wrote the second one Batman Returns also wrote Heathers and Hudson Hawk I like Hudson Hawk
1: I don't care what you guys say I was about to say you should do a whole <laughs> podcast just Harking, on the movie Hudson Hawk because it. it is such an insane movie I'm sorry it. for the digression here but no
0: I think it's a, I, I said it because I wanted to talk about it for a quick it second. is a wholly unique film in and of its own right underrated <laughs> next we got the Schumacher films um Batman Forever and Batman and Robin written by Leo Batchelor and Janet Scott Batchelor who wrote Batman Forever? And also wrote the movie Pompeii. And then Akiva Goldsman, Goldsman wrote both of these films, and also wrote A Beautiful Mind and Cinderella Man. So far, those are like the most highly acclaimed films on this entire list of writers. That's uh, some best picture winners, or yep, Oscar winning type stuff. Uh, Nolan wrote both Batman, or all all three Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Rises. So did David S. Uh, Goyer. And then we got kind of a mixture of writers for Justice League. Joss Whedon wrote a little bit of, of Justice League. Um, David Goyer wrote *Batman vs Superman*, bringing him back from *Batman Begins* and etc. And then Chris Terrio wrote both of these as well. And then finally, Matt Reeves wrote *The Batman*. And he's got kind of a weird writing. I I just saw Under Siege Two. Yeah. And uh, Really wow. underwritten. <laughs> he wrote he wrote
1: <laughs> Yeah, he wrote Under Siege Two
0: and Felicity. But then he also wrote War of the Planet of the Apes, which is a really great Did movie. he do that whole series or just one? Just War of... just that one. Okay. So. He, he was directing he was involved in all of them, but he was the main writer for that one. So take I mean you can you can take into consideration the actual person or you can just pick which movie you think is most well written. We'll start with Pascal for this category. Okay, I
2: actually had my mind made up before this podcast, and and and, yeah. and I put some thought into it though. So uh, putting things into context of timeline as well. So my my initial gut feeling was was Reeves. I uh, because just absolutely rewrote it for me, and I thought I thought it was was really well done, my personal opinion. Um, however, you know, he does have the entire um, works to kind of you know, hey, what was wrong, what was right what what do the, what does the public want um, whereas uh, you know the tim burton movies you know going back to my my previously favorite batman
0: yeah.
2: uh, movies i think they take the cake on this one just because they didn't have the material to go off of uh, they had an idea of what the public wanted and they
1: absolutely nailed it all right burton so, yeah burton one for burton waka uh, i i'd probably go with the the 90s the burton stuff too just on one on the grounds that they had such a monumental task and succeeded for the most part i know a lot of purists weren't happy with it but like again you're you're, you're dealing with the most popular fan bases of <laughs> it's like trying to write a star wars movie like you're always going to piss off somebody yeah but uh they they accomplish it and then I, if you ask me batman returns is probably in the top 10 of all comic book movies and so i i would which I would was my, my arguably Ar- the best the written one to this day is still over you know, I'm not saying the other ones are bad, but when it comes down to the character and the relationships and dynamics, I'd, I'd go with Batman Returns.
0: Me too. So point for Burton. Uh, next category, the Spielberg Award for Directing. Again, same categories or I should say same groupings of the films. So we got Leslie H. Martinson, who also directed, who directed Batman the movie, but also arrested Directed some episodes of Small
2: Wonder. One of my favorite shows. Back was back. it? Yeah. So, so, so Leslie
0: Martinson a directed ride. a ton yeah. of TV shows but that was the one that stood out for me because of how much I love that show. Yeah. Batman Returns and Batman that was Tim Burton. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin it's Joel Schumacher. All the Nolan films as they're called the Nolan films all written by Christopher Nolan and then Snyder directed Batman versus Superman and Justice League and then finally Matt Raves for the Batman. So it's all pretty much one person for all of these. So why you get to go first on this one?
1: Um... I like the aesthetic of the Burton ones, but the, the directing isn't much. But I think the the Nolan trilogy is by far the most unified. And I think it's not necessarily cinematic, but 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 I think uh, <clears throat> Nolan is probably the most accomplished director of the group. And I think it, it comes out in many ways in his uh, his directing style. Yeah. What do you think, Pesco? Yeah, I, I
2: think this is going to be a boring one, man, if we keep agreeing on everything. But uh, I have to give it to Nolan.
1: Trust me, we're going to
0: argue in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to also go with Nolan. I think Nolan deserves it. I mean, those three films themselves—they just tell a really elegant three-part movie story, and they're just—I don't think they're really well put together.
1: I, I don't um, like the third one. I'm going to put this on record. I, I've seen yeah, it maybe and twice. We'll probably talk about that because I do have my problems <laughs> with the third one. But yeah,
0: I don't hate it as much as other people. I don't do hate put. it. But hate the, it. Just,
1: the first one and the second one are enough to give it. Yeah, you know, that give it the sure. directing nod.
0: All right, new category for this this uh, for this uh, episode. We got the Edna Mode Award for Best Costume Designer. So basically what we're saying is, what's the best Batman outfit? So I kind of, just to remind you what these are, I put a little notes here. So Batman the movie, that costume is basically gray spandex with a blue cape. And then he's got like the mask with the little pointy ears. Mm -hmm. Little pointy ears. Batman had that full rubber cowl around the neck. So when he turned, he could only turn his whole body, his upper
1: body. I, I just want to bring up that Simpsons episode where Adam West is in there, and they're talking about how how big everybody is and the fake muscles, and he's like, "Not me. It was genuine West." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it that's was just true. him in a mendeck suit. It <clears throat> is just uh, him in a, sp- in a suit.
0: So again, Batman is the full rubber cowl. Batman Returns. I, I had to. I kind of broke these movies up a little bit because that one has a little bit more. It's still the rubber cowl, but he can move a little bit more now. Um, Also, somehow it's bulletproof, but he can also rip it off his head whenever he feels like it. That little bit.
1: Yeah, that elastic just gives. Really really curious about that.
0: (laughs) Batman Returns. I'm sorry, Batman Forever. Now we start getting
1: metallic. We start getting a little little silver esque. Well, that and the Bat Nipples was the the big which we brought up earlier, but that was the.
0: Yep. And then Batman and Robin. It, it, Batman turns silver in this one. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, right. both of those are. It's like a bullish, yeah. were,
1: we're essentially movies that were designed to be toys, and that it has to be mm-hmm. brought up. Like it was literally, yeah. they were on set. How could we make these more toy-like? Yep. And so you got those stupid, outlandish costumes yeah. at that the. That, and he changes, and it goes from like already stupid to even more. Well, And you comic remember bookie in the silver and black, and you're like, "This is just
0: within within the movie." Within the movie, like they have like three different Batman outfit changes, right. either because it's I mean, one time it's just because it just happens to evolve, but one time, the, and I think in Batman Forever, it's because all of his outfits got destroyed, except for the prototype.
1: Oh, that's right. He had the
0: prototype. The prototype. <laughs> well, you remember during that era too, like the toy, like you said, you know, catering to the toys,
2: you know, the toys that came out in the '90s, which had like the, you know the the white snow camo Batman and the the in the water you know all this I mean it was an ugly time for comics and toys yeah you know hey it catered to the right people I mean I tell you what teenagers or tweens and and below I think uh, I think loved it so
0: well so all of the Nolan movies that was basically the same outfit it was very it was very mobile kind of like a really dark gray kind of a black dark gray outfit. But it was definitely more military esque. Which makes armor. sense. Body armor, right? That's, that's where it was, where it basically came from, part of the storyline. Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad, as well as Justice League, all the same outfit. It's very bulky. It's a, it's a very thick outfit, right? I just remember him being, I mean, him next to Cavill in, Bat, in Batman vs. Superman. I mean, he's a. they're both. And large, you're not counting the Kryptonite or whatever that big armor I'm not thing, counting yeah. that. Okay, all I right, all right, all just want to make sure when you say bulky, I mean, su- that's a tank. I guess you could put that in there. <laughs> yeah. And then the most recent one, the Batman, the main difference here... Well, there's a lot of differences too. Number one, he's not wearing, like, a full outfit. It's, like, piece by piece because he's, like, piecing it together. He's actually wearing, like, really nice boots. Like, biker boots. Yeah. Biker boots, right. And it's, his cowl is really short up, up on his face, so it almost, like, barely covers his nose, which is way different than some of the other iterations. And uh, also the removable Bat Insignia, which wasn't a thing that... Um, had really happened before in any of the movies, so that was his batarang, basically, is where he got it from. It so, was, like, yeah. He went in. Okay, so favorite favorite outfit. Walker, you can go. First. You want me to go first? sir? or you can go first. Do it. Um I'm gonna say my favorite outfit here was. I really like the Batman, the most recent one, but personally, it's Batman Returns for me. What do you think, Pasco? Well, Batman Returns is is definitely my my favorite. So, so it always King's has Batman. been.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the the second one, right? The, the little more. Uh, agile one i guess if you will and that's also when he has the the full uh, wings that you know the gliding wings uh which was pretty cool i think um but uh yeah i mean I, I don't i'm not crazy about any of them really um the the batman one i think the concept is cool i don't think i don't think it was well executed but the concept is my favorite right if you're gonna take something that say hey, he it's an adaptation of something that already exists or he's designing it and it's uh you know i like the biker boots and, uh, and all that, but, uh, but in the end, I don't I like the aesthetics of it.
0: Uh, so yeah, Batman Returns takes it for me. Oh, another Batman Returns, but what do you got, Waka? Uh, I'm going to go with... The Bat- or Batman, the movie? with the Pure West. West. No, I'm going to go with, uh,
1: with, with Ben Affleck's Batman. Oh,
0: I, yeah, I do like that one a lot. I, I guess I didn't, I didn't do a good job of like, I, I,
1: talking about how much I enjoyed it. Was less, it was bigger and bulkier, but it was less technical... It was not like he was necessarily grounded in reality, which, you know, Nolan's was like, okay, this is a functional suit. And mm-hmm. you kind of get the impression like, okay, these were designed for things other necessarily than a superhero. And where his was, I, I felt like it invoked the original suit and the original idea of of what he was a little better. It was
0: kind of a mixture of both. Though. It was almost like, well, it's functional. It's got all these bells and whistles to it, but also it does kind of look more natural. National's not the right word. But he
1: he just, to me, he looked, I think, and maybe it might be the character, too. T- he was, I think, the more physically, the most physically imposing. Like, if you're going to have Batman merging from the shadows, like, and you're a criminal. And they all have those scenes. Like, that Affleck Batman. like He's, like, the one he's branding people, and you're, you realize that he's kind of turned to a, a far darker place. Like, I think he would scare me the most. Cause, yeah. I mean, Affleck's a big guy. He's, like, 6'4". Yeah. You know, a 6'4", 230-pound guy who knows martial arts, like... It's far more he threatening is, than a five ten. He is definitely you know, physically imposing. Former vampire, even with yeah. and, and Pattinson wasn't bad, but you could tell that they bulked him up. I mean, he had armor on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made him bigger, and he even admitted in the production that he didn't work out at all for the role. He did no preparation aside from some like light exercises to to get in shape for it because he had a suit to to back it up, and that. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, when you said when you were saying. Uh, the little skinny guy. I thought you were actually gonna say Christian Bale until you said, also "No, form. Bale's pretty big too." Not you said, five seven, like little short guy. It,
1: I, yeah. Bale is put on that. I respect what he did because he did the machinists like right before when he right. was one hundred twenty pounds. And yeah, he it's... goes to two hundred five, two hundred ten, which is insane. But uh, he he was big, and he you know the, the character is devoted to the idea of I need to be in peak physical shape to. Do what I'm going to do on mm-hmm. a daily basis. But Pattinson's was just kind of like looks cool, but you
0: know. Alright, so we, we we already mentioned this a minute ago, but I want to make this the official world. By the way, that, that, that one that last one goes to Burton two to one, but glad you uh you tried to sell Affleck a little bit. The Mandalorian Award, this is the best spin-off of Batman IP. Here's some nominees. I mentioned mentioned some more earlier, but I've narrowed it down a little bit. Feel free to put more in. But these are spin-offs that are not. Batman centric, they're just inspired by Batman, so that's why the Mandalorian award. See how clever that is? That's right. We've got Joker, <laughs> Joker with uh, what's his name? Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Birds of Prey. I put these together. Birds of Prey slash Suicide Squad. We've got Catwoman, the movie. Catwoman the movie. Her. Catwoman. Yes, Batgirl from the WB. I mentioned Titans already. Also mentioned Gotham. And finally, Pennyworth. Any others? I'm forgetting that. Again,
1: they're not Batman, but they are inspired by Batman. Can't think of all, many. I don't watch a lot of TV shows, so I can't give you a, an, an honest. So you can't even you can't even tell me which of these you like the most. Um, well, I I can say the best. And this can come from the the cartoon because Harley Quinn didn't exist in the comics. Harley Quinn premiered in the cartoon in the '90s, in mm-hmm. the '93 series, and was so popular that she got her yeah, own
2: character. character.
1: And I, I think Harley Quinn is probably the most entertaining of the spinoff, you know, characters because she became her own persona, and Margot Robbie does. A, sold that really well. Yeah, not to mention it's become like the most popular Halloween costume in the last four years. And there's no complaints about that. So I I would go with, I don't want to go with any particular movie or show, but I would say the character of, of Harley Quinn
0: yeah, that's, that's actually good.
1: interesting
2: I, I like that because I hated Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad I thought were terrible but uh, but she is good in that but she's amazing She like Harley Quinn is one of my favorite characters and now The, the Suicide Series. Squad by the way which I should have put on here the, not the, just Suicide the Squad one, yeah. but The
0: Suicide Squad yeah
2: I actually only got through one hour of that movie and I turned it off the newest one? yeah I hated it oh. uh, but I, I'd say Joker hands down I think Gotham gets an honorable mention in my book uh, I thought that was very entertaining and interesting and and pretty well written I think from from what I watched I didn't watch the whole thing but Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, that was just... I,
1: thought that, I uh, did see that. Really, I, really good. I thought that was a great movie. Um, it was an, but, but is he going to appear? No. Is it, is it no, something I, you'd ever see him squaring off with? It's an interpretation of a character, right, which right. I, I appreciate. But yeah. yeah, I already said Titans is my favorite,
0: so I'm going to take that one out. I, I would say that if I'm going to... One I want to watch again that I enjoy watching that's entertaining is Gotham. I appreciate the Joker is probably the best on this list, but I don't want to watch that movie ever again. Right, right. Yeah, you don't need to. It's a, it did its job. It's like watching <laughs> Seven. I'm like, I've seen that. Yeah. That's great. Maybe every few years I'll turn it on again, maybe to watch with somebody who's never seen it. But I, it's not like I'm like, I'm having a really good day. Let's watch Seven tonight, or let's watch Joker. Yeah, no, I agree with it, you. They're both pretty fucking psychologically disturbing. Okay, next category. Location, location, location award. This is our favorite Gotham City. So we've got Batman the movie... This is basically they don't even try and make it act like it's they're in a city. They're like a city with buildings. It's just straight up California. It's LA.
1: There's <laughs> no there's no buildings taller than
0: there's, ten stories. There's palm trees. There's palm trees as they're running through the hallways. LA in the sixties. It so was all we like small s- small
1: skyscrapers, nothing big.
0: Yep. Uh, we got Burton, which is a very uh I just kinda called it Art Deco. It's very dark but yet very intricate with like the architecture. Right? Schumacher, just just bright as fuck, lots of colors, and crazy. You got a lot of heads shaking. No one, no one. Movies are,
1: are essentially you're in New York the whole time. Slash dark, Chicago. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure they shot it in Chicago, and it has that that feel yeah. of Chicago more so.
0: And that's kind of I think Batman vs Superman has also a very similar look to it, but it's maybe not. It's maybe not downtown Chicago or downtown New York. They're doing a little bit more like on the coast type situation.
1: It, it felt more generic though. Yeah, there was nothing. There was they didn't have as much personality. I would say. Well, well and, and, i don't disagree with that when it comes to when, when I get to talk
0: about it. When well, I'll say the Batman, also I would say also had a weird, had a different, unique personality too because you've got some city scenes, but then there are times it was filled in London, and there are some scenes where you're like that is they're basically in London. It's very dreary and dark and just gray.
1: I, I actually really liked the Batman one.
0: Yeah, personally, I thought that was a neat. I'm not saying it's a bad Take on the that, city. That, that's my that's my perspective. When I was watching it like that was the vibe I got. Well, then you start walk. Is that your favorite?
1: Um, I, I would say it's a tie between the Burton deco and uh and, and the batman i think the batman is more functional modern city where yep. the burton one is like anachronistic where it's like are you in the 1930s actually it, it, i know you're not but the whole movie it has that kind of anachronistic feel and the architecture plays into that
0: well we know they're not but also they could be But right like with the, the clothing you, we and don't the, really know that they're
1: not <laughs> other than prints and the cars other than that, yeah, you could you
0: could take that entire film and be like, this is 1936. So, but
1: the city has that vibe of being a more right. old-fashioned yeah. type city where you don't have that architecture anymore. But I think the Batman kind of was a nice mix between an, an old styling and a, a gothic styling and a modern city. But however, I will say the uh, the Wayne Manor was literally like the inside of a gothic church. And I thought that was really weird. In, like the, in, in, in the Batman. Batman, the few scenes where he's like in the living room and it's, you know, flying buttresses and everything's carved stone and concrete, and it's like I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but it's like he's it's like he's in Dracula's castle or something, <laughs> and it was a little little over the top for yeah. who would actually live in this environment. Yeah. What about you? Again?
2: Yeah, I would say the the uh, the city is actually one of the things I didn't appreciate as much in the Batman. I mean, it wasn't bad. But it certainly wasn't one of my, oh, wow, this is a great... It seemed like there was a lot of the same. Like, there wasn't a lot of contrast, right? And and the reason why I said I would disagree with you a little bit, as far as the Nolan one, because, by the way, my vote, let's just, you know, get cut to the chase there. Nolan takes it for me, uh, is the fact that, yeah, at night, it's dark, it's scary, it's whatever, in the docks at night, it, you know... It, he gets to impose himself as this, you know, figure coming out of the darkness, which is great. But then during the day, you actually see like, hey, this is actually like this could be my home. You know? I live down the street from here. You see the the courthouse uh, steps when, um, you know, when the mayor's talking or, um, or city hall, I should say, or uh, you know, just the streets when he's driving around his Lamborghini, like you know, wreaking havoc as Bruce Wayne. But it's 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 actually like a normal city during the day, which. That's okay, too. So I actually like the contrast. Um, the third film I didn't appreciate as much. Uh, like like you said, you know, the third Nolan film kind of, kind of faded off a little bit. But that whole standoff right in the street during the day, you know, it's like, well, I, I've seen news stories like this, right? You actually see a city where it's happening. It's not always this darkness. It's not always at night in New York City, you know? So um, so I actually appreciated that one.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say I like Batman. The first, the first. Uh, uh, what, California? The first Burton one. Oh, just Batman. Yeah. I like the architecture. I like that I don't actually know what decade we're in.
1: Well, it adds something <laughs> to it. The Nolan one, I thought, because I rewatched Batman Begins, and that I feel like they had d- developed Gotham as a, a realistic place with, like, Wayne Tower in the middle yeah. and then the, the the Narrows, and so there's these character elements of a different city, and then by Dark Knight and the second, the third one, they just kind of said, well, screw it. I don't think we need to have this. Personal and, and then you get the more general cityscape, but it didn't have, like Wayne Tower was not in yeah. the other two movies, but it was prominently featured in Batman Begins, and that was a very Art Deco, almost Tim Burton styling, where you had that callback with the train system the train going and, and everything, and then it just, it all kind of disappears, and you don't really, I mean literally, it, does, we'll have to move it blows up. up. The, it doesn't it, it there's the train blows up but the entire skyscraper doesn't yeah. blow, like, blow like up. The heart of the city is no longer discussed yeah. in any capacity from what I remember in the, the next two movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so the next category is the Cameron's Dad's car. Mm-hmm. So this is the best Batmobile. I'll, I'll even let you guys throw in there if you want to throw not just at the mobile, because there's some other there's some other, other things, other vehicles based on the nineteen sixty one Ferrari G T from Ferris Blue's Day Off. I love it. So we've got from Batman the movie. The best way I could describe this Batmobile is uh, spiky, spiky tops. It's, got, it's got, a bu- got a bunch the of spikes. Hot, it's a hot thins. rod. It's a hot rod. There we go.
1: <laughs> it's a Lincoln or a, I can't remember. <laughs> it's a Lincoln or Cadillac, but it's from. It's a, it's a boat driving down. It is. that well, the one then, like Batwing. And well, then it like, turns into
0: a boat yeah, at one point. But
1: it has the two cockpit. I mean, it's a really neat design car.
0: Yeah. From Batman and Batman Begins, we've got the real sleek. Um, it's got a grappling hook. It's bulletproof. It even drops bombs off the back of it. Climbs walls. Yeah, climbs walls. Yeah. No, no, that was Batman. Batman Returns, not Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Which we'll say now. That was just, again back to the neon lights. Just I, 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 here's what I wrote down: neon lights looking thing. Like that's all the. All, that's the best way yeah, I can it's describe like a skeleton it. Skeleton of a car with some it glowing is.
2: nuclear stuff inside of it. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Um, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Nolan's. They have the uh, basically it's a. It's not a Hummer, but it's, it's the bridge jumper. Bridge jumper, right? It's that all-terrain military vehicle. The Proto- tumbler prototype. The, the tumbler, tumbler is what's yeah. called, right? Batman versus Superman and Justice Leagues, so the DCU ones. This had a. If you so you look at the ship, it's got or the, the I call it a ship because it's actually it's a mobile, but it's very it's got a very futuristic look to it, right? It doesn't necessarily look like a traditional car, and then the Batman was a charger. That's what it was. It was a yeah. real automobile a charger with a gigantic freaking Ultra Boost thing that shot out the back. An
1: old school char- Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. 1968.
0: Yeah. yeah it was pretty su- bad. Su- super wide. Or oh,
2: 1970.
0: 1970 charger, yeah. So I'll ask you guys what do you think is the best Batmobile? And, and obviously, if you want to throw in some honorable mentions for Bat Vehicle, I'll, I'll start with just the Batmobile. And Mike. I actually have this, I'm actually answering this twice. As far as the one I want the most to have at my house, it's the original. I want the original Batman <laughs> the movie, fucking Batmobile, tough. that's a badass thing. But as far as the one I want to drive if I am Batman, it's got to be the one from just the Batman or Batman Batman Returns. For oh, me. the
2: sleek one with the, the, the was it Armadillo ar,
1: uh, armor? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. And the nodule at the front. The, little, mm-hmm. the intake? It's, like a, it's yep. like a... Well, it ends up being a bomb at one point. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... But just that
2: spins like an intake, like yeah. a compressor section of a, of a turbo proper or jet engine. Yeah. What do you think,
0: Pascal? What are yours?
2: Um, I, yours? I'm a hands down the Batman guy for one, one, I'm a 1970 charger fan. So <laughs> that's that. And then the fact that again, just like his suit, like the concept of the fact that, Hey, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I mean, he had the resources to buy the parts and stuff, but he actually created this, uh, car custom made this charger to, to be, you know, near indestructible. um, but real, it could be blown up, it could be destroyed, you know, it didn't have all the gadgets, which I, I actually appreciate that. Um, but if you, then you expand the category to others, I mean, I, I did like the, like the monoski, just a random one that came out in Batman t- Batman Returns, you know, that was okay, like in the sewers when he was, you know, Oh they, yeah. They like, you know, the monoski, like, That's right. I don't know what it was, what do you call that, but it's like a, it's like a hover boat or something. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and then the, the, the Batjet, um, so... I, I would say yeah, that from
0: which movie? From the Batman Batman Returns. The uh, Batwing. The Batwing. That is, that's, that was, I was going to say that, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's the best. Yeah. It, the fact that it's, it's when shaped. When
2: it breaks through the, when it breaks through the, the fucking the awesome. It's shaped into exactly. the clouds. Mm-hmm. the clouds and you get the Batman sign come out of it. I, I Although I, I
1: the that. aiming system, the heads up display is a little uh, subpar for, <laughs> remember where Joker is standing in the street and he has yeah. a funky like three green target you, and, you, and you, misses completely without. With the jet plane. I just
2: like the way it looks. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's great. Oh no, it looks
1: awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that like
2: the, the, the Nolan system. ones are pretty cool, but uh, not not a single one of them. It was basically like all stolen gear, right? Lucius Fox designed this for the military, and and it was just an R and D. Um, so yeah, albeit cool, you know, he basically just painted the tumbler black, and there it was. Um, so so yeah, I would say the Batman for the car, and then the the, the bat jet. Uh, or the Batwing um, for anything
1: else, Walk it. Um Probably the Batmobile, the original TV show, which was uh, made by George Barris. is an interesting little bit. He's the guy who did the Munsters car and was a famous custom car designer, hot rods and stuff. And it, it, also the Beverly Hills Billies. Uh, the Beverly like, Hillbillies car. Yeah. I was just reading that too. <laughs> um, it, I'll be honest. I, cinematically, I think the, the the Batmobile is kind of stupid. <laughs> like it's just not practical because how are you really going to get away from a helicopter or a police helicopter following you so you think something? the Batman
0: actually when he's riding around in a motorcycle the whole time is probably the most practical uh,
1: realistically practice. yes realistically. for somebody who relies like on stealth I mean. and yeah. incognito yeah. and wanting to get through traffic and somewhere fast sure. and like disappearing like you're not going to disappear in a a car with a jet engine Wait, hold on. You. A Did
2: you not see the tumbler and how it head in the shadows? Or, or in the
0: original Batman where he just leaves it there bulletproofed and goes and runs away. I do and like that. And I, I, says
1: I love the armor. Come to me. The, the function. Stop. But it, they just, I don't know. There's just something about it. Yeah.
0: All right. Next category. Car. We're going to be here for hours. Next category. Where does he get those wonderful toys? The best gadget. Here's some nominees. We've got Keaton's grappling hook. We've also got Keaton's side winding grappling hook, not to be confused with the original of grappling hook. We've got O'Donnell's protective yep. lipstick. Yep, now poison ivy. Yes, you know. we've got Bale with the sonar, the sonar thing. Also, Bale has the hang gliding cape. He also has the forearm blade and the sky hook. Bale had quite a few gadgets. Affleck had all of those kryptonite weapons. And then Pattinson had the eye lenses. I'm sure I left some off. Those are just ones I was brainstorming. So, any any other nominees, or what's your favorite?
1: Ah, uh, the American Express Batman card that is wielded by George Clooney. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, there's
2: That's a sense. whole theory on that. I've That's never a, seen that movie,
1: but it. I've seen that yeah. scene. How do you I'm claim fan. those charges? How do you open that account? It's a hell <laughs> of a weapon. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, mine is the grappling hook, the original grappling hook by Keaton. It's my favorite.
2: Uh, well, let me just say that you know any weapon that's designed or any gadget that's designed specifically for one uh, nemesis or antagonist is, is absolute stupid. Uh, oh. So you know, like the lipstick, absolutely. I mean, come on, that movie is just terrible. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll reverse what I said before because in this case, we're talking about gadgets and, and how you procure them and, and who they were built for is you know really inconsequential to this conversation. So I think that all the bail gadgets, the Lucius Fox, I can really appreciate the gadgets in this case. Um, you know, when it comes to the I don't know this. Uh, it was called the Skyhook or something. That was you know how he got t- taken out of that you know twenty story skyscraper by a C one thirty you know coming in or yeah um, or yeah yeah Skyhook. There it is. I'm sorry. Um, and then the uh, the gliding cape, all this stuff. I, th- I think his his gadgets were were pretty cool, and I'd like to have all of them. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the uh, the Nolan film gadgets. Okay.
1: Walker. Um. You know, I I thought. After seeing the Batman, the, probably the single most interesting concept for the Batman gadgets has been was the the portal with the the fluid that he injected at oh, the yeah. end. The, what, because and, what, the venom, as I call it, I, the guys, it could I think venom. That was, it could be a, yeah. you don't know what it is, which is interesting because it could be different things. But the like an emergency. I'm getting my ass kicked or I'm severely injured and I need something to... Yeah, I need to cross this I need, line. I need a boost. <laughs> right. A kind of cross a, the a line crossing yeah. thing. and uh, a glass in case of... You, you don't really think about the whole using of drugs thing. And artificial stimulants and whether or not that fits into the whole character arc of somebody who's like peak physical hey, profession. As profession, long as it works. But uh, uh, I, I thought it was an interesting... Like Lance? I, I did not see it coming. <laughs> he needed it too. And then he, you know, stabs himself with it and rage, rages out and... Yeah, I thought so,
0: that was a neat. Yeah, I think that's change. good. Next category: the Samwise Award for Best Sidekick. So, in the original Batman movie, we've got Burt Ward who plays Robin slash Dick Grayson. We've got Batman Forever and Robin. We've got Chris O'Donnell plays Robin. Alicia Silverstone plays Batgirl. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's all everyone's Oracle favorite. Batman Theory. Begins and such. We've got Anne Hathaway who plays Selina and Joseph Gordon-Levitt who plays Blake. In the Batman vs. Superman, the DCU ones, basically it's the entire pick any Justice League member. And then finally, in the most recent, the Batman, we got Zoe Kravitz plays Selina Kyle. So off the bat, Pascal, who is your favorite sidekick?
2: Uh, hands down, uh, Zoe Kravitz, it's Selina Kyle. Uh, yeah? Yeah, one, the, the Catwoman, who I, by the way, used to be a huge Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman uh, fan from Batman Returns, and that dynamic was awesome. And, and up until I watched the Batman, I was like, yeah, and she played, you know, it's not quite an origin story, but it's kind of like a coming of age story kind of quickly when it comes to a, a you know, she's kind of a criminal, uh, you know, I don't know, social justice fighter, or whatever. She's, you know, she's well intended, but, you uh-huh. know, questionable morals, but uh, how she she becomes a sidekick, you know, before she becomes kind of uh, an anti hero, which I, I'm assuming she'll come out in future films and whatnot, but. Uh, but, yeah, I'd I say uh,
1: Kravitz is Selena Kyle.
0: Walker?
1: Uh, I don't have a particular favorite sidekick. I prefer the fact that Batman, like the the, the Keaton one where he has no, he, he works alone. I don't know if I'd consider Catwoman, like, they're, whether or not they're working together. Like, sidekick, I would say, like, Robin is a sidekick. So I'm going yeah, to have a little disagreement with that. And I think it's totally fine because they are working together in the Batman. Like, they are kind of a team right. to some degree. Right.
0: I mean, but notice not. I don't have Michelle Pfeiffer on here in this category right, because she, because time, she right? was straight up like fucking the bad with them that. the whole time, right? right? I'll but in a lot of these, in the most recent one, for example, sure they have a disagreements, but they're on the same side. Right. I, for me, Zoe Kravitz—that's that's actually a pretty I, good. But I don't want to have recency bias and all. I just—I mean, because she is yeah. pretty amazing. I'll be honest with you. Just growing up, when I think about Robins, I think of Chris O'Donnell, uh, and even whether I, I like him, I liked Chris O'Donnell as Chris O'Donnell, as, as Robin. <laughs> yeah. Lock is Locke oh, staring through me. Yeah. I don't care. I like I it with that his with his
1: drying his laundry with I like it. kung fu. It's so, <laughs> I think it's because it's so
0: stupid and over the top. And it doesn't take itself seriously. Personally, holy like. rusted
2: metal, Batman. Yeah, I mean, come on. Throwback to Burt Ward. Man. Not, no man, that was terrible. I, all right, I can't.
0: next category: <laughs> the Mister Belvedere Award. This is a new edition. I'm not even sure if you guys saw I did this. This is a, the award from or for the best Alfred. So we okay, got Alan Napier plays. Well, I'm not even gonna say who they play. They're all Alfred. Alan Napier from the original. Michael Go plays it from Batman. Actually, all of the Burton and also Schumacher ones. Michael Caine for Christopher Nolan's movies. Jeremy Irons comes in the DCEU, and most recently, Andy
1: Circus. Who's your Who is your Alfred? Walk it. Michael Caine.
0: Michael Caine.
1: <laughs> I said Michael Caine there, like, <laughs> in an English accent. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I he I think he was his was the most developed character that added, actually added something. I, mean, I like the Burton one. I think just nostalgic wise, he made a nice butler, and he was kind of entertaining in his following Michael Keaton around at the party to pick up the trash, and you know, mm-hmm. to, to to be there with the quick wit. But uh, I mean, it's Michael Caine. Like he's one of the greatest actors Never. of all time. <laughs> <It's pretty great. laughs> it's and and he really, I think, added a lot. Without him, that movie, those movies might not have been the same because that he he was a, a linchpin character for a lot of whatever Christian Bale was going through and his, do I be good, do I be bad? And Yeah, like, he's, do I he's go like with his this? guardian angel like throughout the course of the films. like He's
0: always there trying and, and to... And get a moral linchpin. He's his conscience. Thank and, you, yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: And then you combine that with... A little Mr. You know, DePetto
2: you know, kind of thing. Like he's, around, but.
1: Some men just want to watch the world burn. He's like, got some good yeah. lines.
0: Pascal, what do you got?
1: Yeah, uh, so some honorable mentions first. I mean,
2: one, I think Andy Serkis, I, I love him for one thing, and uh, and I think he will continue to develop and probably become my favorite uh, Alfred in the future, not right now. Uh, Michael Go uh, Goff, Goff Michael Go. Yeah, yeah. I uh, said go. he gets he gets an honorable mention just because he's probably the only thing worth anything in the Batman Robin and Batman Forever movies. Um,
0: I disagree, but you can. Continue. No, I mean
2: I'm just saying like if I'm gonna say hey something that was really good, well acted and whatnot, I think that Alfred was okay. was good. That's true. Um, so yeah, Michael Caine. Um, I-, I wish they would. They had an opportunity to show backstory for Michael Kane, uh, for uh, sorry for Alfred. They had three movies, and it was rich, and it showed. I mean, I think I think he brought out the character, which is great. And uh, I just think they missed an opportunity to, to kind of build his character a little more, uh, which I think they did a much better job with Andy Circus. However, we're just talking about the actor playing the role, Michael Kane.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Irons for me gets an honorable mention, but I'm going Michael Kane too. All right, next category. This is the always always a bridesmaid award. This is the side character who is a non comic book villain. All right, non comic book villain. So for the original Batman the movie, we've got Neil Hamilton who plays Commissioner Gordon. I'm not going to read all of these because there are really a lot, but I, the ones I want to pull out: Kim Basinger can't forget about her as Vicki Vale. Christopher Walken plays Max Shreck. Billy D. Williams, who really got screwed over, plays Harvey Dent. Didn't get a chance to come back, unfortunately. We've got uh, Nicole Kidman, who plays Doctor Chase Meridian, onto the Nolan films. I'm going to pull out Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Blake again, Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox. Don't forget Gary Oldman, yeah, as Jim Gordon. We got but- multiple Rachels anyway. So this is
1: your your favorite non-villain
0: character, non-villain character, right? And and I'm naming the ones that I like the most. You guys, I've got more on this list, but with uh, DC Amy Adams plays Lois pretty huge Lawrence Fishburne plays Perry White I like Scoop Bigneri a lot scoop Bigneri he's the guy in the wheelchair that blows everything up Wallace Keith and then most recently in the Batman we got Peter Sarsgaard plays District Attorney Gil Coulson and Jeffrey Wright plays James Gordon
2: who's going first you want me
0: to... yeah Pascal you go first alright yeah it's, it, this one's a
2: tie for me um I think Amy Adams as Lois uh, did a really, really good job, and it, it actually transcended. Just it wasn't just the Batman. Obviously, started with Man of Steel, um, which is when she actually impressed me as Lois. I, I liked her a lot in that. Um, you know, compared to the uh, 1980s, you know, Superman Lois Lane, who just <laughs> cannot stand. Um, and uh, and tied with Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. I think he was the best Gordon. Very conflicted. You could tell he was weathered. By the fact that he was like the sole good cop in a sea of corruption, and he was—you could tell—he was weathered, he was tired, he was—you know—and I thought he, he he portrayed that better than even Gary Oldman, who's a fantastic actor. So pick um, one. What's your favorite? Well, between Amy Adams and Jeffrey Wright,
1: I'd have to say Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. I'd have yeah, to say we, Jeffrey yeah,
0: Wright. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Walk. What do you got?
1: Um, I'm not gonna go with anybody on your particular list. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bob the Goon. From from Batman, yeah. Do you know? Do you want to tell us a side story real quick what, about Bob the Goon? Tracy Walters, the actor, yeah. but he was good friends with uh, Jack Nicholson, and Jack Nicholson like basically said, "I'm doing this movie, and he's going to do it with me." And so they gave him a part that was it, his, his second hand man. If
0: uh, you want to learn some really fun things about just that Batman movie and Jack Nicholson, Google Jack Nicholson contract for Batman. The amount of things that he asked for and got. Number one, he was he was able to he was flown home for any. Home L.A. Lakers games. They weren't allowed to film during any away games. Like he was able, he had, they had to cut shooting so he could watch it. Bob the Goon was cast because of this, and he only made a couple million, but he took like so, whatever percentage it was in the back the end. Back end he made they they estimate he's made like almost probably ninety million dollars yeah. just he, from. He, he
1: took a few Batman. points in the back end, so, so which is the smart way to do it. But good on him, Bob, Bob the Goon was. was just a great all, and then he got okay. at such a, a tragic end too, which he did was kind of fortunate. you going need him
0: not gonna need a minute, <laughs> boys. Um, but, all right, I've got three nominees. I, I do have a winner, but I, I can't believe nobody. You mentioned Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Come on, uh, he's amazing. Morgan Freeman. No one said more. I mean, what? What's wrong with you guys? He's but the answer is a great actor. But his character. Well, the yeah. great. The answer. The, the correct answer is Christopher Walken
1: as Max Shrek. Come on, guys. See, I. I classify I didn't go with him because to me he was, he was one a, of the villains yeah, of the he movie was I
0: said non-comic book villain is he oh, not in the comics? Missed, missed no reasoning. he's not in the comics and he is one, I apologize and you're right the next
1: category he might not be but I, I looked at him as too too core of a principle to the, the plot to be well, that in the was same your, category as Vicky well Dale that was your chance to vote for Christopher Walken that, well, last, I,
0: that last it's category. a missed opportunity he's not in the rest I, of I, next
1: category we'll, we'll Hans Gruber Award Hans
0: Gruber Award for favorite Batman villain excluding Christopher Walken. We've got we got to all these off because there are a lot of them, and there's some pretty amazing actors and actresses in here. Lee Mayweather plays the Catwoman. These are all from Batman the movie. Uh, Cesar Romero plays the Joker. Burgess Meredith, the Penguin, and Frank Gorshin plays the Riddler. Original film. Now we got uh, Burton. Nicholson plays Joker. DeVito plays Penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer plays Catwoman. Then we've got Schumacher. Tommy Lee Jones plays Two Face. Jim Carrey plays the Riddler. Schwarzenegger plays Mr. Freeze. Uma Thurman plays Poison Ivy. And Jeep Swenson plays Bane. Uh, second to last, we got Nolan. Actually, not second to last, sorry. The next one, Nolan Films. We got Liam Neeson plays Descartes, or also Raza al Ghoul. Cillian Murphy plays um, the Scarecrow. Aaron Eckert plays Harvey Dent, and also Two Face. Heath Ledger as the Joker. Tom Hardy as Bane. In the DCU films, Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor and Sirian Hain- Hines plays Steppenwolf. And then, lastly, in the Batman, John Turturro plays Falcone, Paul Dano plays the Riddler, and Colin Farrell plays the Penguin. Mm-hmm. So, I think that before we even vote, because quite honestly, the correct we all there is one answer. Yeah, there is. There is one so answer. let's take that one answer out. Let's take Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. out. Yeah, let's, okay. Can we agree? Heath Ledger wins. He by won the far. fucking Academy Award. Yeah, Waka doesn't far. agree. I guess. No. Well, okay. I, really I tried. Did... Dude, I'm telling you, I tried
2: to not vote him in as my number one, and I couldn't.
0: I could not. <clears throat> so we're we're just gonna take him out. That way, we don't have to have that, that, it's an that's an outlier. That's 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 hanging over our heads. He's out. Waka, you go first now. No.
1: Um. <laughs> <yeah>. That's tough.
0: <laughs> it's really hard. Well,
1: I mean. I think the.
0: Why you, well, how about this? Why don't you nominate a couple, and we'll each nominate our favorites of that group, and then we can narrow it down to maybe one.
1: Selena or the, the Michelle Pfeiffer. And Selena Kyle. that's on my list. Yep. Uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, because you know there's just room to discuss Jokers and how that works and everything. And I think Ledger was definitely the most involved and unique interpretation, but that's the whole joy of the film is that there's yeah. just different interpretations of the same same character but um you know that's that's I, I might also go with i think the riddler from the tv show is kind of fun because he was frank horshin yeah just this energy he wasn't jim carrey he wasn't as stupid as jim carrey was <laughs> which is kind of amazing because yeah that was, it, it was like this the height of the camp era but still you know a, a goofball and fun. And Cesar Romero was kind of a fun joker too when when you
0: I think it. all the, I think all the original villains are all pretty great in their own way just from that from the Adam West movies or movie. What do you got, Pesco? Nominees? Uh, yeah, um, cuz nom- you you just said two of mine. I said I was going to say Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm actually going to say DeVito too is my third nominee.
2: Uh, dude, I, I'm I can staunchly dis- disagree with that one. I mean, him, him playing... Yeah, I don't know. Right. That's that 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 fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. All, right. All right. So if I, if I pick three, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer for sure. Um, you know, uh, up until recently being my favorite Catwoman and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, number one. I would have um, the uh, Cillian Murphy uh, as Scarecrow. Uh, I know he doesn't have a lot of competition in the character, but... No, I like he is, he's really good. He's fantastic in that one. And then... Um, those would be my top two. Aaron Eckert as, as uh, Harvey Dent and Two-Faced, I thought, was, was really good, too. But uh, I would say Michelle Pfeiffer and Celia Murphy.
0: Okay, so I think Michelle Pfeiffer wins. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer wins. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. Who's your least favorite of this whole list? What's uh, your least man, favorite are you,
2: are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty there's hard. Too there's too many. It's
0: pretty hard. I'm probably going to have to say, I don't even know. I guess Schwarzenegger is Freeze. Oh. And, I, and that, not because I just think the character is so just fucking terrible.
2: I thought Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy was terrible. It's pretty bad too. Really, really. They're bad. They're in the same movie. And 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 I will say, you know, to, in contrast to what you were saying, the reason why I'm like uh, Danny DeVito is, is up there, and that's because, and it's not his fault really. They wrote his character, and he played what the what the playwright told him to do. Yeah. Um, backstory was terrible. Like the way he acted and talked was terrible. Like this dude's not actually a penguin. He just. Uh, just you know, that's that's why I hated took it a Vito little too a literally for you. Yeah, I just I just don't think like that's not, that's Web, not the webbed penguin. fingers
1: and eating raw fish. Eating raw fish. <laughs> he was rescued by penguins. Like, he well, he was, you know? and it's something to talk about with those movies because it was pretty dark. And to go from I mean, to Batman the original one was dark, but like they really kicked it up a notch with mm-hmm. Batman Returns, yeah. and it was a Christmas movie, but it was a very dark Christmas movie. Yeah. What was your least favorite? Uh... Like Batman and Robin, anything having to do with that movie, I think is uh, okay. Be safe. Glad you guys didn't say Jim Carrey's brother because I
0: actually like Jim Carrey's brother.
1: Well, he's up there. All right, he's kind as, of as my favorite. Five of zero to ten. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones sucked too. Like that was just I, I don't know. There's I something Tommy, about that movie. That he's just so yeah. manic and. I put
2: Tommy Lee Jones and, and Jim Carrey in the same category. Like I didn't care for him. So well, I'm those
1: those mentioned. guys
0: apparently hate each yeah. other so bad. I was gonna but, say
1: Tommy Lee Jones told Jim Carrey to his face, "I don't like you," and. They did not have the best time shooting, but you can. All right, you're, well, a 70-year-old man, you've got a manic Jim Carrey in the height of his career on set, bouncing around like yeah, a cartoon character. Like Jar Jar Binks, you mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: So the next category, these this is what we call the peak of the mountain. So this is what do you think is this particular person or thing? This is their height of their power and prestige. So I've got some lists here, and you guys can have some nominees at the end if you're ready, if you have any. Sure. So first person... Adam West is him. His rendition of the bat or the Batman the, the movie is that is that his peak of his power? I say yes. I mean, do you remember anything else? I, I don't. Uh,
1: family Guy, okay. right? <laughs>
0: I, I don't. Remember. I
1: mean, he's on Family Guy because of Batman, yeah, yeah. but That's... he they he had a delicious, delightful turnabout by using his retired celebrity to become yeah. a, an insane character persona, the mayor of Quahog, like. I enjoy that probably more so than watching him in the, the original TV show because it's just. I do too, it, but this is definitely, that's definitely the peak of his career. Michael
0: Keaton, him playing Batman, is at the peak of his career.
1: No, what is Birdman? Which I texted name, you about this because uh, it's the, it's, the, it's the it's the girlfriend. unofficial Batman movie that should be on this list because it's Michael Keaton getting to kind of analyze his role and and this whole as a a comedian and like cl- more classically trained actor being cast as a, a big name superhero who didn't necessarily fit into the role like i think he did a fine job in batman movie but he got nominated for best actor and he frankly should have won best actor for that he lost to uh, eddie redmayne who played stephen hawking yeah, and theory of everything. But I think
0: that if you ask people what they know Michael Keaton from, it's that movie, it's Batman. And
1: and, and let me throw one
0: more at you. In 1988, the same, the, the year before that, <laughs> he's in Beetlejuice. So I think that those two well, one two punch.
1: Well, I that's was, him. I was going to say Beetlejuice. He wins. That, that's my. That's, that's what, his that, peak. That, I I, th- I would say getting a best actor nomination is the peak. Like, I, nah, it, because, because, the guy is no, an peak actor. Of a career, you, peak of peak career, but not peak
0: of notoriety. And at that point, yeah, yeah when, you, but, when you make Batman, you can do whatever the uh, fuck you want.
1: Well, that's notoriety. Yeah, yeah well, that's
0: I, that's the scatter. That's I personally, think this said is career. The, this is the height of his power and prestige.
2: Like he can write his own ticket after this. I, I think Beetlejuice. I think Beetlejuice. I, just, I, 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 I will, I
0: him. will, I will kind of side with you though a little bit because now if you'd said, well, after Birdman, now all of a sudden he's back in Marvel movies. He's back as like a major actor, which wasn't happening before that.
1: It resuscitated his yeah. career. Yeah, but that's that's not a but, peak. That's a. Come back, come back to kind of thinking. Because by, by that standard, think, like, All right, let's so move Mr. Mr. Mom was. I might go yep. with that before Beetlejuice. I think that's it, was entertaining. He won an award after Training Day. That wasn't the peak. I mean, he's done
0: so much more. That's All right, let's favorite. move on. Jack Nicholson. So what's his peak? I'll give you some nominees. Uh, you guys man. pick. A few good men. Interesting. Hands down. I, don't, I don't have that on the list. Chinatown is 1974. <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is 95. 95? No, no, I'm sorry. Eight, I'm sorry, 75. The Shining is an 80- Batman is eighty nine, and as good as it gets is a ninety seven. When he does win an award, so what do you think is his peak?
2: A few good men. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. That is the most Jack Nicholson quoted quote of all time.
0: I think it's The Shining.
2: Honestly. Well, okay,
1: okay. I
0: mean, here's Johnny.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, we, but would ride Ask, ask, ask around. You know, if you think, if you get, like, if you take a poll, people remember him as as Colonel Jessup. You can't handle the truth. I don't
0: think so. I think you're in a very special
1: group of people that make of that well, movie. I, maybe you I happen to well, be I maybe, his. I knew if you had his, his role is so military. small yeah. in it, too. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's, it's intense, but role. he's only in it for. It's the primary role of that movie. <laughs> it's, it's the primary role, like Anthony Hopkins is the primary role in Silence of the Lambs as Hannibal Lecter, but he right. only appears in ten right.
2: minutes of the movie. It's powerful.
1: Anyway, that's just my it's All my right. take. Well, well, I think it's a
0: Shining. Danny DeVito, next category, next person. Danny Vito. Now, again, we can argue about like, as far as notoriety and like popularity, but I, I, let's let's talk power, prestige. He's in Taxi from 78 to 83. He does Ruthless People, my favorite movie, in 1986. Throw Mama from the Train in 87. Twins, Twins. in 88. Batman Returns in 92. Gets Shorty in 95. And now he's been in, which is the longest-running sitcom, It's Always Sunny, yeah. since 2006 to present. So Pascal, what do you think is Jane DeVito's peak? I twins. Twins? <laughs> I mean that Absolutely. I mean I fucking love twins. I I think it's I think it actually might be Batman Returns, but I, I do think that if I don't know, how, I don't know how plugged in. Here's the thing: is I watch so many like TV shows. I don't know how many people watch are watching TV shows like I do. Like I don't know how many people watch a lot of TV. I don't know how and many people are watching. Is also and very it's always niche. that's what I'm saying. It's, niche, is, is, is it's always sunny as niche as I think it is? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. So we, we can't we can't put that in there. So I'm going to say Batman Returns. What do you think?
1: Um, I think he sells himself the most as the the penguin just because there's so much involved in it where you don't really think of him as danny devito and that's nice but i also yeah. think looking through his list la confidential he has a, a oh, fun yeah. uh little small side role. role small role but good one as yeah. a as a reporter the, the hush 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 and uh, i think he he yeah. does that really well too yeah
2: honorable mention for danny devito too, romancing the stone with michael douglas so yeah he did a
0: pretty is, good job on that one he's a side character on that he's getting that all right val kilmer this is a fun list. Oh, come on. What uh, on. I hate this. Top's, I hate that I'm going to say. Okay, why? Because I hate Top Gun. Tops, <laughs> top, he's actually But you're a Navy that, pilot. He's in two movies that had the word Top in it. Top Secret in 84. Oh, just, real that's Genius is in 85. Top Gun is in 86. Willows in 88. The Doors is in 91. Tombstone, 93. Oh, so Forever is 95. The Saint is 97. I had to put Prince of Egypt in there because of how popular it was in 98. So is Top Gun the answer? No, to you? actually, I'm
2: I'm I'm glad you said Tombstone because uh, I I hate Top Gun with a passion. So, uh, yeah, Tombstone, man, Doc Holliday, <laughs> holy crap, what a character!
1: What do you think there, vodka I I think he's great in that, but I also I, I think he has, as playing Jim Morrison, like that was an amazing. Yeah. I don't like so I all the that. aspect of that movie, but that. He, he sells that like like nobody else that you can't honestly. He, it's one of those type of things where you, you see Jim Morrison now and you think more of Val Kilmer than the actual look of Well, Jim and it's Morrison a fucking travesty. He didn't win an Academy Award there. But I, th- a- I
0: think the one, two, three punch of The Doors in 91, Tombstone 93, Batman Forever. I really like him in
1: Willow, too, to be honest. As Mad Marduken, oh, yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's, no. he's great. He, he's funny. Yeah. But and I don't think that, like, he didn't write his own book No,
0: No, I think at that right. point no. he's getting popular. That gets him the role. I thought of we were just Doors. saying favorite movie. No, no. Oh, no. no. Peak he's of his career. Okay, next. This this is a uh, well tombstone. Exactly. I think the I think I think the answer is pretty obvious here, but I thought I wanted to put this in here. Christopher Nolan. So what's his peak? So he he kind of starts off with Memento in two thousand. Batman begins in 05 The Prestige in 06 Dark Knight in two thousand eight. Inception in two thousand ten, and then the Dark Knight rises in twelve. Interstellar in fourteen. Dunkirk in seventeenth, and then most recently Tenet, in twenty twenty. Dude,
2: that, that career that career span you just said—it's like a ridgeline. Like it's—it's it's hard to pick a peak. There. It's a hell of
0: a career. I, yeah, I'm like a having a hard point. time deciding between Dark Knight and 08 and Inception 2010. So I'm just gonna say 2009 is his peak. In between, <laughs> between the two, the In between, between those the two. Waka, well, do you have an opinion? Um,
1: yeah, probably Dark Knight, but I, I haven't seen Interstellar. Or I haven't seen his last three Inception, You saw Inception, Inception though. Really saw Inception. Yeah, that was pretty I, big. That's pretty man. big. You got
0: Leo in there. Okay,
1: it, it was, and I was reading about it, and he he wanted to do Inception, and the studios didn't think he was competent enough at the time to do a movie like that. And so basically he did the Batman trilogy to show them that he could do a movie like Inception. So yeah. I think or Batman did t- gave him that did t- clout. One. But he's been riding high ever since. Okay,
0: well, speaking of Batman, and maybe help them with that, Christian Bale, what's his peak? American Psycho. American Psycho's a good... I actually think him playing Batman is his peak. That's my peak for him. Waka, what do you think?
1: Probably, but American Psycho is... Uh, he sold that pretty... Okay. I think that gave him a lot of clout within the industry as uh, as an actor. Of course, he's been around for so freaking long. Yeah, as a as child a, actor. Children of the sun. He's, he, he's been doing it for, for years. So. All right, what's the
0: peak for DC. Oh boy. Just DC in, in general, DC Comics. Kind of low, low bar. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what I think. My, what I think the peak is. I think it's the death of Superman comic book run. Oh, you're talking about okay, the entire just, universe. Just, just period. period, DC, not, not DCU. Okay. No DC. Okay. Okay. DC. the the company DC. That's yeah. my nominee. What do you guys got?
2: I'm, I'm actually very close. For me, it was the uh, um, the Batman. Um, Frickin the bane, the bane. Batman struggled breaking le- into the back. Breaking to break the back. I think that was that was just a, a turning point. Obviously, I, I, I believe that personally, just because I love that story. But yeah, the the, the book of the death of Superman with uh, with Doomsday, uh, it's hard to top the sales. Right, the, the sales of the book and the rebirth and all that stuff is huge. So and that,
0: they're all pretty close. That's all pretty close yeah. to one another. Walker, do you have a peek for DC? Uh, I, no, not
1: the top of my head. So death of Superman, sure. i mean at the same time though that was such a it 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 was a peak for dc but it like one of the reasons like the industry died like marvel went bankrupt like this was peak gimmick comic industry too yeah so it's they were also like digging their own grave and one of the reasons they're in the where they are now is because of their actions in the 90s with stuff like that so well, I not to get into take the politics, offense though. to that because the
0: Death Suit Man was the what got me into comics. Yeah. That's an amazing storyline. Story all right, next category: inner thoughts. So just thoughts that I have, and, and you feel free to add thoughts Deep as we're going thoughts. through this. Deep thoughts by Justin Hildebrand. First of all, how much do we miss like the pows and zaps? Pow, bang! Don't zap! Don't, don't at all. Do we not miss those at all? No,
2: I, I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a hooky reference which I can appreciate, but I do not miss them at all.
1: I fucking love them. I I think the best part of that that was the Radioactive Man episode of The Simpsons where they show, as long as we avoid that horrible 1960s version, and they are running doing that, and it's pow and zap, and then it's like poof and oof and geez, all these weird yeah onomatopoeic sounds, and then they break into a, a funky dance
0: afterwards. At the They're end. pretty good at pop culture references. All right, the Batman, or I'm sorry, not the Batman, it's hard to not say the Batman, Batman and Batman Returns let's be honest, my thought when rewatching rewatching them, they're not actually Batman movies. They're actually Joker, and then the next movie is about Catwoman slash Penguin, correct? Um, I mean, really, really step back and think about how much do we really get to know like Bruce Wayne and Batman in those films? We really just learn about him through a little Jim more about story, and then through Penguin slash Catwoman story, right? That's a, I mean, it's inter-
2: interesting. It's f- f- uh, thought-provoking, for sure. I think I agree with you on Batman, the first one. Yeah. I think a little more... A little more on the second one was was more centric to to the, the flying rat.
0: How much do we think Billy D got screwed? Like, are you guys as as upset about it as
1: I am? Not knowing that Joel Schumacher was going to take over the helm, like. Well, I think it worked out for him, but I, I do think that he was promised basically you're taking. Oh, the I know school. he got screwed over, but he still dodged a bullet in many ways. Now, if if Burton had done it instead, and it was kind of the same tone, then yeah, I think that would have been great. And, mm-hmm. Because that was, you know, Billy's D, he was in that and you expected more out of it career-wise, and then he really didn't have much of a career in the 90s, unfortunately, and that might have been a big, a big change for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, speaking of Schumacher, how... Did you guys know that Arnold Schwarzenegger's actually billed higher than George Clooney who's playing Batman yeah I oh I
2: mean that and that's not surprising you when know, that he a, a, Clooney was a TV star at the time
0: I he know. wasn't a big it's just its just, it just, it just when I when I was rewatching him like that kind of just shocked me but I mean it shouldn't surprise me all right Nolan film so what do you think why how, Christian Bale with his voice where where do you think he came up with that why do you
1: think he came up with that well I was just doing research, apparently a lot of it, especially in The Dark Knight, was post-production. And Nolan adjusted his voice to make it darker and more gravelly. Really? Yes. Okay. But I, to me, that's one of the worst parts of those movies. It's, is, it's like a yeah. distractor. It's yes. such a distractor. It, right? It's either too gravelly and rough, or it's like, I'm nasally, and I'm not breathing through my nose yeah. as I speak. Because the, the cowl <laughs> is like <laughs> plugging it up. Yeah. And, uh, I'll also say, though, like, I mean, as much as I love Christian
2: Bale... Uh, you know at around the same time he he was in Terminator Salvation and he talked exactly like that so that same voice that he used in Batman was also very annoying when he was John uh freaking I'm blanking out sorry but when he was uh, John Connor John Connor thinking when uh, in, in Terminator so really annoying and really distracting from the rest of the movie
0: yeah i mean we got to mention we already mentioned Heath Ledger but you know RIP incredible performance oh my god yeah. unreal it's hard i mean it's hard to like think about not just what he would have been but just also just just taking it aside out of that like where do they go in the nolan trilogy does he make an appearance because scarecrow made an appearance again right. in all 3 of them movies right. right so do we see joker come back i don't know what could have been all right dcu movies listen we could spend we we have spent previous episodes talking about this but did you guys see this the justice league zack Snyder's justice league that's I the did. only one i saw i did
1: not know
2: Okay. But that is the only one
0: I saw well then never mind my question is good I was just going to tell you that I think that that one is significantly better than the original one is I, it? Is it
1: black so and white you can it also can be. you can also see can black be. and oh, white which is really good
0: yeah um so some thoughts about the most recent the Batman I'm really glad that they didn't do another fucking flashback of his parents dying like we get it yeah we covered it yeah I was really happy that when they walked out of there when I walked out of there I'm like cool that was great um what do you guys think happens next? If you had to predict what's the next, uh, who's, the ne- who's the next villain in the next uh, movie? Do we have another movie? What happens next?
2: I, I think they to- we totally have another movie. And yeah. I mean, they, they, they made it obvious. So, unless they're going to skip one and say, hey, we, we introduced the Joker, we're going to use him later. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think
0: that comes out. I don't think he's in the next one. I think they do somebody else they do somebody maybe a little more obscure.
2: You're saying like they they break until the third one where they bring Joker? I I think he maybe is like, maybe
0: he's like the puppeteer behind the scenes, I don't think he's actually the bad guy in the next one, but I could be wrong about that. All right, next category. So this is where we get into making the final decisions. So we've got, we're going to choose Favorite Movie, or I'm sorry, Favorite Batman and then Favorite Movie. The Tom Hanks Best Leading Role Award for Best batman and bruce wayne if you feel like you want to want to maybe split the two because there perhaps could be we've got adam west we've got michael keaton val kilmer george clooney christian bale ben affleck and finally robert pattinson walker you get to go first
1: um well shit
0: favorite batman
1: (laughs) This is not easy to do, man. This is it's it. not a tough question. And uh, again,
0: you, if you want to say that's my favorite Batman and this is my favorite Bruce Wayne, those are different. I, I am always
1: of, yeah. of the mindset of, you know, paying homages to source materials, and I, I like the fact that comic books are comic books, and I enjoy movies that reference that. And so, I like I said earlier, like I think I don't like the movies he's in, but to me, the Ben Affleck Batman was. As, as gritty and realistic as you're going to get for that type of character, and it wasn't super outlandish with the technology, and he didn't have the suits, and it was just, like I said, a, a big guy with a pissed off attitude that uh, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with. I didn't necessarily like him. I don't, as, I don't think
0: you're the only person that thinks that. I think as, a lot as, of people as Bruce like Bruce Wayne.
1: As like, he does this Marmy Rich guy, but I, I do think Michael Keaton was probably the best Bruce Wayne in that he was just kind of an eccentric, smart. You got the perceived intelligence because he wasn't, you know, but, but that's also kind of weird because he wasn't much of a playboy. Like he was, he's a handsome guy, but he's not like, uh, you know, the Christian Bale in the nice suit running around in fancy cars. He's just Michael Keaton. Yeah. And I enjoy that aspect because he's softer and you kind of get this dichotomy between the characters. But... He's certainly suave. I mean, you know, playboy, I don't know, but ladies' man, I mean,
2: you know, Selena Kyle and uh, Vicky Bale and all that. I mean, he, he did pretty well for himself.
0: What do you got? All
2: right, uh, so two. Robert Pattinson for sure for me for best Batman. Uh, if you're gonna say best Batman and Bruce Wayne, which is how I misinterpreted your category, sorry. So best Batman slash or and Bruce Wayne would be Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but Robert Pattinson is my favorite Batman.
0: Yeah, he he did an amazing job as Batman. I, I still have to go Michael Keaton. It just could could just be because of you know the amount of times I've seen Batman and Batman Returns. Nostalgia bias, a little bit, of, and I think I do think there's some recency bias with with some of my thoughts with the Batman because I really did love it a lot. But we'll see what happens in a, in a year or two when we go back and rewatch it. So, all right, the final category here: Who is the nerdiest of the nerds? What is our favorite Batman film? We're, let's try and let's try and do a little bit of ranking if we could. Maybe a team rank. I do want to throw some numbers out there for gross. Uh, this is gross adjusted for inflation. Number six: Batman Returns at just under three hundred. Million dollars. Batman Forever is really just under three hundred million dollars. Number five, Batman vs Superman, three hundred forty million dollars. The Dark Knight Rises, four hundred seventy-five million dollars. Batman, Michael Keaton Batman, four hundred ninety-nine million dollars, and finally The Dark Knight at six hundred eight million dollars. So, if we're ranking these guys, what are what is our least favorite one?
1: Can we just go ahead and say it all together. Batman
0: and Robin, Batman and Robin right? Okay.
1: I don't acknowledge that, that movie exists, so yes, it's the worst. Good. So so, yes. I <laughs> okay. didn't even make the list, so yeah, it's that bad. Okay.
0: All right, so what's up next? We're coming in at number ten, or Superman. Whatever, whatever it was called, we're we're going with Batman vs Superman. Are you going with pocket Two? PBS as worst or the next? No, worst. second worst. Uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. All right, I, I have no respect for the Schumacher ones. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you slightly. I, I'm not. I don't think it should be the second to last one. I do think it should maybe be third to last. So maybe we put Batman versus Superman next and then we can do Batman forever. Is that okay? That, you you're
1: Collectly. in charge here, but <laughs> well, we're voting personally, here. Personally I <laughs> Joel exactly. Schumacher one and Joel Schumacher two.
0: Okay, well we'll put so we'll do eleven is Batman versus Robin, ten is Batman versus Superman, and then eleven is Batman Forever. I'm sorry, nine is forever. All right. Yeah, I think what about, collectively we agree with that, yeah. Yeah, okay. What about eight? Is that, is that Justice League? Justice League, yeah. For me. Okay. What about seven? Now we're getting a little harder now.
2: Yeah, because now, now we're going the, the, the good ones, right? I think uh, Dark Knight we're Knight probably going to go Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. right?
0: The third. Yeah, the third of those. Now even harder. Number six. Batman. Batman? Like Batman the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Batman the movie with Adam West.
1: Is that in this list?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, I would put that below Dark Knight.
1: For me personally, but that's just me. So you put that as seven. Mm-hmm. I would put the two to Joel Schumacher ones and then the original Batman movie.
0: Oh, you would put a third to last. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh no, I, I think I, Batman yeah. Forever. I'm sorry, Batman versus Superman and, and Justice League are really fucking bad. They are bad, but, but yeah, but this is vote. But, I mean, but this yeah. one's fun. No, we, we're coming to a consensus here. We got to come to a team there's decision no, here.
1: There's no consensus in this world. Uh, you can do your list, and we can we can wait things, but. Like if we're going to talk about which ones am I going to rewatch, which ones have like yeah, action we're, we're sequences we're and
2: well, okay. we're, we're very close. Okay. We I understand to that. the last third to last. We put a second last. It's fine. It's okay. it, they're, but,
1: they're down do, there. Do you ever actually have a moment in your life where you're like, I'm gonna sit down and watch the original Batman movie? It's not, not available never. to stream
0: anywhere. It's really yeah, frustrating. I, would, I, I wouldn't if I, I would. I would. I would not. I would. All right. So now we're down to five. So we've got the we got Batman, Batman Returns. We've got all three. No, we've got yeah, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then the Batman. All right. So number five, I would, would put Batman. Batman, the with first one of the of the Michael Keaton ones. Oh, I think you're fucking crazy there. Uh, <laughs> That's my vote. Man. I, I think I think it's I, got we're talking to... the top five here. It's it's. I know, five. I know. I think if Batman Begins, personally. All right.
1: Well, I mean, that... I would go with Batman Begins or The Batman. Yeah, I think I'm not going to ba- place the, that listen, one. The Batman
0: one can't go that high. I know it's too soon. I know. You, I know. It is my favorite. I mean, I'm going to say that it's my number one. But, but but you have to you have to acknowledge that it's yes, just, it's so recent, recent. we Absolutely. can't we can't put it as number one.
2: Well, you say that. But Batman Returns up up until I watched the Batman, Batman Returns was my favorite all time, and that's not the most recent movie of the rest of them. You're proving so my I, point. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, Batman Returns was my favorite before. Therefore, I didn't have,
0: you know, it's not oh, a recent okay. bias. Right. I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I, let's. I think number five, we say Batman Begins. Okay. You don't you don't agree with that?
2: No, I mean
1: I, I would have put it in as the four or whatever. I kind so of think you should just not rank the rest of these. No, like we, no, you're gonna find no it we're going to No, we're going to rank. We're going to rank, and we're going to argue about. It yeah, Batman Begins is fine. I would have put it
2: as four. You put it as five.
0: It's, it, I agree with you generally. Okay, Batman right, Begins. That's fine. And then you want to do the, uh, the Dark Knight. I, I can't I can't put Batman. I can't put that worse than the Batman. The Batman has to go forth.
2: I don't understand most I don't understand the concept that's a personal preference no it, it is, it's, it, it, like, it, is a,
0: it is an absolute <laughs> classic film it, it, it like basically created this entire like superhero thing that we are currently dealing with. I mean okay but I just I, I don't agree
1: with that but Superman
0: uh, did that was not that was not as popular as it is as what Superman
1: was. one and two were pretty damn popular movies, uh,
0: yeah. But they, they were so popular, no. they didn't make another one for 12 more years, you're well, right? There was no, there was they so made back three back. and four. I'm talking about any other super well, those two movie. killed the series, that's you're what, absolutely what I mean, right. So that's so, that, so we can't we can't Superman talk about it. Choose- Still a, a good superhero. I'm not saying it is, isn't, but I'm saying you can't say it's it, what's made superhero movies popular. If after those two movies well, came out, here, they didn't make another for a decade.
2: But what I'm saying is you, you're you're right. arguing it from, Am I right though? But you're arguing your personal opinion, which you know we can agree or disagree. But you know I can definitely put Batman as
0: number four. Well, I am in charge, so I'm putting the Batman. I, as I would I don't superhero. know if I put the Batman above the original
1: Batman. basket. I would. I mean, but I'm that's sorry. again. So I'm remote. putting
0: the original Batman as three, and then we got Dark Knight, and we got. What, I, I know you're saying the Batman is your favorite, but between Dark Knight and Batman Returns, what's number two? Batman Returns, Batman what's returns number, is two? number one. Me too. Walk it? Um, yeah. Okay, so that. Dark Knight at two, and then Batman Returns yeah, I mean, as number one. That's our favorite. <laughs> if,
2: we're, if we're discounting my vote and, and, and we have to take the top two it's
0: been off, decided. It, you, guys it. you guys heard it. Batman Returns. You guys heard Everyone agreed. Batman <laughs> Returns is the best one. All right. Eight. Hey. Vladimir Putin over here. Right? So listen, listen. <laughs> you do well. Listen, guys, this was a lot of fun. It I told was. I told you guys we'd argue eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, well, first of all, thank you both for taking the time to talk Batman stuff today.
2: Sweet man, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. I really love the these shows. and Are, and you, go, and are you not
0: going to include Mask of the Phantasm in
2: that list? Live action.
0: Oh. Yeah. If we were to put that in there, though, I think Mask of the Phantasm probably goes in there, probably around four, five, six, Someone middle of the range. Yeah. So thanks again for both of you guys for joining us. If you have any future show suggestions, always you can email them to us. Or you can like, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Nerd is a New Cool Podcast, and Twitter. As well as listen to us wherever podcasts are found. And watch us on YouTube. Not this episode, but all the other nerd takes and nerd bites. Our next episode, Oscar Best, Winner, Best Picture winners, the worst of the worst. So these are ones that, how the hell did these motherfuckers win Best Picture? And Who did you fuck to get this award? And we're going to talk about that too. So until next time, thanks everybody. Thank you. See ya. Appreciate it. Bye bye.